Welcome to the Heartland Author Podcast. I'm Aaron Apollo Camp. For the first time on this podcast, I had the honor of interviewing an author whose book I have read part of. Today's episode features my interview of Andy Straka, the author of Split City, A Jesus Spares Mystery. I'm here with Andy Straka. I apologize if I mispronounced your name incorrectly. You, you nailed it. Andy is the author of Split City, A Jesus Spares Mystery. Andy, welcome to the Heartland Author Podcast. Thanks, Aaron. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, for my first question, uh, feel free to introduce yourself to our listeners. Sure. Um, I've been writing for uh, a number of years. This is my 11th novel, um, and my first three books um, were published by Penguin Putnam in New York and um, part of a, a, a private eye series, the Frank Pavlicek series, and uh, A Witness Above is still probably the best uh, known book of mine, my first book that I wrote, which has been a few years ago now, but um, still still managed to sell a few books. Um, and since then, I've written uh, a number of other, um, some thrillers and suspense novels. Um, I have a degree from Williams College in English and an MFA, um, which has sort of altered some of the direction of my writing. I took a hiatus from writing fiction about four or five years ago. Uh, for a number of reasons, um, due to a, a, a cancer diagnosis. I'm a cancer survivor and, and really very thankful for that. Uh, and uh, decided to ghostwrite a, uh, a memoir at that time, which turned out to be a much bigger and longer project than I anticipated. So this is my first novel uh, that's been out in five years. And um, it was a lot of fun writing it. I'm actually working on the second in the series now. It's uh, fantastic that you survived cancer. Now, uh, this interview is going to be primarily about your book, Split City, which is a bowling-themed uh, mystery novel. I've read the first 14 chapters of and I look forward uh, to reading the uh, rest of it uh, after our interview. But without spoiling too much of the book, what is Split City about? Um, Split City is, um, I think, one of the, a, a good tagline, and I, I don't know how many people are familiar with these uh, uh, products, but uh, it's yada yada prayer group meets the Big Lebowski. It is, uh, it is a uh, completely fictional county in the Catskills of upstate New York, um, which is not too far from where I grew up, and it is... Um, a book about identical twin brothers um, in the opening of the book. Um, Billy Gills, who's a former pro bowler, they are, they are both former pro bowlers. Uh, Billy's called to the morgue to identify the body of his twin brother. Um, but as you see when you read the book, there's a lot more to the story than that. And uh, I won't throw in too many spoilers, but there, the book is uh, populated with a number of interesting characters and interesting scenes that um, completely from my imagination. And as I say, I, I had a great time writing it and spending time with these characters. It is uh, completely, unlike some of my previous fiction, it is completely G-rated. 
and, uh, so it's safe for all of you Agatha Christie readers out there or people who enjoy that sort of fiction. Uh, but it also has, you know, a, a slight edge to it in the sense that um, it is a mystery. There's a murder, of course, um, and, um, you know, there's some uh, discussion of, of, of various forensic things and so forth. Uh, but again, my previous fiction um, and that I continue to write in with some other projects is uh, quite different than this. And this was, to some degree, my, my therapy during the pandemic. I needed to write something a little different. And um, I've been very thankful and pleased how it's turned out. As your book has a 10-pin bowling theme to it, have you ever watched bowling on television? Oh, of course, sure. Uh, uh, you know, uh, it's a good pastime sometimes when there's nothing else on to sit and watch. I, I don't bowl much anymore due to some physical issues, but um, I grew up bowling. Uh, and this book, to some degree, I didn't put a dedication there, but if I were to dedicate it, it would be to my parents, who are both deceased now. Uh, but they were both bowlers, and they took us bowling every Sunday. Uh, not not every Sunday, but a lot of Sundays after church, and it was, uh, and that's kind of the that was the impetus behind this, and uh, it's it's something that it's not it's not a bowling book per se. It's a it's a mystery. It's a character driven novel, but but bowling is a backdrop of it, and and Billy owns Split City is the is the struggling small lane, uh, you know, bowling alley lanes that he he owns uh, in a small town in a small lakeside resort town. Uh, you, you, you said that uh, uh, you grew up not too far from the Catskills of New York. Uh, do you happen to know anyone by the, from the Catskills of New York who was by the name of Charles Hans, as he was a, a government class professor I had in junior college who uh, grew up in that part of New York State as well? No, I'm, I'm sorry. That, that name's not familiar. Okay. I'm going to move on to the next question. Sticking with the bowling theme here, do you have a favorite professional bowler in real life? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> I, I enjoy watching um, some of the, uh, you know, like I say, it's, it's, it's entertaining at times. It's, it's a sport. I was, uh, my primary sport was basketball. I played, I played college basketball uh, Division three many, many years ago. Um, in the, in, I tell my kids whom I've coached in the prehistoric area because I preceded the three-point shot when I was playing in college, believe it or not. So uh, that, that dates me a little bit. But, um, but bowling has always been something uh, when I've done it as recreation I've enjoyed and occasionally watch some pro tournaments for a little bit. But no, I don't really follow it. Avidly, I, I kind of, maybe I shouldn't be writing this book. I'm a little ashamed to admit that, but I, it's really about more about recreational bowling uh, than it is about the pro tour. Um, although uh, Billy may return to a few tournaments, there may be some scenes, uh, particularly in some backstory scenes that uh, show Billy and Bo at some pro tournaments. And um, I have a few friends that are into bowling, uh, one in particular, and have been my sources in that regard. Now, is Split City self-published or traditionally published? Well, that's an interesting question. Split City is published. Uh, technically, it's traditionally published. Um, however, uh, 
situation with um, a uh, gentleman who's the one, uh, former vice president of Thomas Nelson uh, Publishers, and um, he does uh, a few books like this, mostly nonfiction actually, but um, so it's kind of a, a cooperative thing. It's not the same as some of my other traditionally published books. Um, as far as the distribution, the printing and everything, it is a, a traditionally published book. But um, it's different in the sense that um, I had a lot more uh, to say and, and actually a lot more uh, some a financial commitment up front, um, not in terms of like a vanity publisher or like the traditional self-publishing. This is this is quite different, but um, it's it's typically um, there. Are, most of his authors who've published with him, and he's done over 500 books in the last 15 years. Most of them are uh, people like myself who've been around a while and sort of know the ropes and know the ins and outs of it and. Um, I have in the past self-published a couple of books as well, so I, I've kind of seen the, the, the good, the bad, and the ugly <laughs> of publishing. I've published with small press, big five traditional, as well as uh, independently, and I, I, don't, I have respect for all of those uh, venues and formats. Every project's different. Um, I still technically have an agent in New York that um, I will you know, I, I haven't had much communication with them recently, but I, I will, you know, continue to try to, at times, you know, fish the waters of uh, larger fish. But, but as you know, there's been a lot of changes in the publishing world over the last 10 years, and uh, everybody's aware of that. And I have a great deal of respect for people who've, um, you know, enjoying great success in indie publishing, because I think it's a, it's a good trend in the same way. Uh, indie films have made a big impact in the film world. Uh, and the next question I have, and, and this is from reading the first uh, part of your uh, book, a little ways into the book there's a, a fight scene that occurs at a bowling alley that was uh, kicked <laughs> off by uh, somebody getting a bowling ball dropped on their foot. Was there any real life inspiration behind that? No, that's totally, totally made up. I just, uh, in fact, that was one of the funny scenes. I, I thought of doing a prequel just around that scene. I may go back at some point and do that. It's called, it was this, at the Split Down the Middle Conference. And uh, it was just poking fun at a lot of, uh, uh, just a lot of our, our public uh, media and politicians and people. Um, and it's Billy's brother who is a successful bowling shoe manufacturer, believe it or not, who the, the Billy uh, Bo Gills, the inventor of the famous Treadbow bowling shoes, which are like Michael this is all in my book, but um, and uh, he's has the bright idea of trying to uh, bring together the uh, state government and both sides and have this big weekend uh, conference where they're all going to get together and not really talk politics or anything, just have fun, but Unfortunately, it kind of degenerates into <laughs> in the middle of bowling, actually. So, uh, into something that ends up being known as the Great Great American Food Fight. But I'll I'll try not to do any more spoilers. But okay, if you have a typical writing routine, what is your typical writing routine? Oh. Heavens, I uh, <laughs> I wish I did. I, I I mostly do. I mostly work a, a regular schedule, but 
the I found over the years that my actual productive writing time, uh, just in general, is only about two or three hours a day. Uh, beyond that, it, it tends to go downhill. Sometimes I can go longer, particularly if I'm on deadline or something. I can, I can crank it out. Uh, but so, uh, do I have a regular schedule? Sure, I show up every most days, <laughs> most days in the office here, which is on my property, up the hill from my house, and uh, close the door and sit down and go to work. And you know, oftentimes I'll be maybe doing research or or working on some book promotion and other things, but I will, you know, dedicate some time to say, okay, this is my writing time. I need to be working on this. Currently, I'm working on three or four projects at once, which is not the most comfortable work environment for me. Some of these are long-time projects that I've been pushing up the ball up the hill for quite a while. But, um, yeah, so my routine, that's my routine, if it is a routine. And uh, I kind of take my inspiration from... Um, uh, you know, I think it was William Faulkner, the famous quote that said, uh, he said he only wrote when he was inspired, and fortunately he was inspired every morning at 9 a.m. <laughs> and, and so I sort of take a, a, a lunch pail, blue collar approach to it. Sometimes it stinks, and I just keep going, and sometimes I feel it's going well, and I just keep rolling. And, but I do think that anybody who is writing seriously uh, develops some sort of a routine where on a regular basis, whether it's daily or several times a week or whatever that you're sitting down and devoting that time to creative energies and, and as I say, pushing the balls up the hill. If you're writing longer, if you're writing shorter fiction, then that's a little bit different, but. Now, uh, you kind of answered this a little bit moments ago, uh, but you said you were working on like a few different writing projects. Uh, uh, could you elaborate a little more on that? <laughs> um, well, these are, uh, these are manuscripts that have been on my computer for some time. Uh, one of the next Pavlicek uh, novel in my best-selling Pavlicek series, and I've been struggling with that. Um, I had a, my current publisher with that. Um, after, after, Penguin, uh, after Penguin dropped the series, then I was able to get the rights back, and and um, there's another publisher involved now, and they're they're wonderful people. Um, and and I and the people I dealt with at Penguin were all great too. Um, I, I have nothing but good to say. I've been very fortunate. And, uh, had great editors and great people to work with. So that's one of the projects. But I, I had the last time I tried to I tried to crank out a manuscript uh, what, right when I was in the middle of my cancer diagnosis and treatment four or five years ago, and it it did not it was not up to par. And the publisher graciously kindly. Uh, said, well, I don't think we should put this out, and it was it was the nicest rejection I ever got, particularly since they'd already published my other books. But um, so that's something that I've I'm still working on, and uh, worked on a little bit through my through my master's degree that I chose to get just uh, for a publish for a teaching credit. But anyway, um, so that's one, and then there's um, uh, some different genres. There's a spy thriller that I'm working on with. Uh, actually a co-author who's a former marine intelligence officer that's a much more uh, intense project there's a I, I published uh, this was a self-publishing effort back in 2014-15 acquaintance uh, uh, of mine who's a, uh, a screenwriter and I uh, created a series called Dragonflies which is about mini drones and uh, uh, the main character Raina Sanchez is an army former army helicopter pilot 
So that that is begging for the third and final book in the trilogy to be completed. It's been sitting there uh, for quite some time, and I we mainly we're trying to sell the screenplay. Um, and my co-author, who's that's his specialty, he created the screenplay, and he he thought he had he had two or three producers at Paramount that were interested, but that all fell apart. And um, as often happens in those kind of projects, so so it's kind of sat dormant for a while. But th so those are. Those are two of the projects. There's another one that is a uh, sort of a, a near future, uh, somewhat dystopian, um, sort of YA new adult novel, which is a different uh, thing for me. And I, I, again, I worked on some of that in my master's degree, and it's a, it's a completely different from my other projects. So those are, they're all there. They're all, I, I work at them at various times. Um, I do have a deadline that I have to meet for the, current publisher with the um, uh, Split City series. The next book in the series is called Split End. And uh, so that, that that I need to, that's kind of at the top of my priority list at the moment due to a deadline. Well, Andy, uh, that'll conclude our interview. Thank you for appearing on the Heartland Author Podcast. Thanks very much for having me. I enjoyed interviewing Andy Straka, and I look forward to reading the rest of Split City. I am pleased to announce that with this interview being the final one on this podcast in 2021, the Heartland Author Podcast had a 100% participation rate from guests. I thank every one of the guests who have appeared on this podcast in this calendar year, and I hope to interview many more authors, writers, and other people in the writing industry in 2022. This is Aaron Apollo Camp reminding y'all to write your imagination, even if you can't bowl a 300. Bye for now. You can learn more about me and my book writing projects at AuthorAAC. .wordpress.com. You can also follow me on Facebook and Twitter at AuthorAAC. You can also watch videos on the Heartland Author channel on YouTube. Copyright 2021, Aaron Apollo Camp, all rights reserved. This podcast episode is intended for the private listening of its audience. Any reuse or retransmission of this podcast episode without the express written consent of the podcast host is prohibited except under fair use guidelines. Royalty-free music and sound effects obtained from https colon forward slash forward slash www.zapsplat.com.